five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energize Podcast, we are here. So if you are new to the Energize Podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning Energize listener, welcome back. So Barry, tell us what is going on today's show. Okay, so on today's show, we are going to be discussing the most talked about press conference. The most watched press conference. The most watched press of conference. Of all time. Connor versus Khabib for the UFC 229. Ex- what would you call it? Extravaganza? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, yeah. it's not just the lightweight title. There's more on the line than that. Yeah, there is way more on the line. Uh, we're also then going to be looking over Anthony Joshua's win over the weekend in Wembley. And then we're going to be discussing all the latest MMA and boxing news from around the world. And it's going to be a good one. It is. But first things first. So, as you probably saw, or if you have not seen first, we are giving away a bottle of proper 12 whiskey. <laughs> yeah. To enter the competition, all you have to do is go to the latest Android post. Me and Barry will be there with the proper 12 whiskey all you have to do is tag a friend. Yeah. But the thing is, just a hint, if you if you tag more people in it, we'll probably see that post easier as well. That's just a hint. That's what I'm going to be doing anyway. Yeah, yeah. The more people you tag and the more people that tag you back, the higher chance you have of winning a bottle of proper 12 whiskey. Yeah. When When's the competition going to end? We will just pick out the winner on Friday at some stage. I'll probably ask my mum to pick the winner. So, like... Don't say her name. <laughs> very, very you. But uh, yeah, definitely enter. I mean, like, it's going to be a good idea to have some proper Irish whiskey on the night of Conor McGregor versus Khabib for the lightweight title. That's going to be amazing. But uh, Ross, the main reason people are here, not only is to win whiskey, but it's to discuss the, the press conference Conor and Khabib put on there. Uh, like, uh, what a night. What a night. Um, let's start the show. What did you make of the press conference first, man? Um, first of all, before we get any further, I just want to say congratulations to Barry Moore because on the previous week's show, he predicted nearly everything that was going to happen at the press conference. It was very, very impressive. Um, Conor McGregor came out. Great suit, by the way. Great suit. Both belts. Two belts. Bottle of whiskey in hand. Spare bottle of whiskey in his uh, suit jacket pocket. Looking as dapper as ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as brash as ever. Khabib came out and didn't say a hell of a lot. And Dana White adjudicated in the middle. Dana White was very nervous in the middle, you could tell. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I think, I think everyone was there ready to go, right? Connor came nagging or shoulder in, in his pocket. But uh, before we actually kick off exactly what happened, what did you make of the situation with there was no people in the crowd, bar just journalists? Well, that was first question asked. They asked Conor McGregor, what do you think? And he said... The state of us being here with no fans here. He said, we do this for the fans. The fans should be here. They should be soaking up with the atmosphere. Yeah. I don't know why you're after flying me halfway across the world to answer questions to a load of journalists. That's not what yeah. we do this for. Like, we've been to some of Conor's press conferences before. Mm. Uh, probably the, the most mental one was him against Jose Aldo. In, in Dublin. In Dublin. When he stole the belt and like Dana was there wearing an Irish jersey. It's funny by the way, Dana's always sort of like Team McGregor, isn't he? Like, he is, yeah. Even during the press conference, he was always sort of leaning over Connor, having a glass of whiskey with Connor. And yeah. Khabib sort of looked like he wasn't invited to the party. Yeah, well, he, as Connor said, he's not go crack at the parties. Yeah. Because he, he's a backwards cunt, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. 
But it's also funny the way the way Connor was also saying that Khabib doesn't have the real belt and stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas like he Khabib, was named on stage as the undisputed yeah. lightweight champion. Yeah. Actually, that was the first thing I noticed at the press conference. That was really weird with the outside voiceover announced them up on stage, wasn't it? Yeah, it, that, that was probably a pre-recorded say. Oh no, no, it obviously was, but it was, it was like the embedded guy doing it, uh, as opposed to anyone else. It's they could have just like had Bruce Buffer do it, or like Joe Rogan do a yeah, voiceover because they've done it before. But I've never seen that guy do the voiceover before. Um, look, they both got up on stage. Oh no, he does. He does what, like the big, the big ones. Remember, they had like the big summer blowout. Oh, okay. Does he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it was just weird because there was no crowd there, so therefore it was just yeah. it was just his voice yeah. and that was it. Yeah. As normally like. When Khabib would come on stage or Connor come on stage, to be a reaction. Yeah. But they came on stage in silence. Yeah. I was like, hmm. Do you know what? I'm actually so excited even talking about this. I'm sure whoever's yeah. listening now is like, this. it was unbelievable. It's, it's already had over like 5 million views on YouTube in less than a week. Yeah, it's the most watched press conference of all time. It's more watched than the most watched Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather press conference. I know, yeah. Which says a lot. Yeah. Especially that Toronto one when. Conor McGregor came out and wore the fuck you suit. Yeah. Are you surprised with that, by the way, that had more views? Because, like, if you think about it, Mayweather and McGregor together are a bigger draw than Khabib and McGregor. The only reason I'm not surprised by it is people don't actually ever view a press conference to see what Floyd Mayweather has to say. People love to hear what Conor McGregor has to say. They do. So the way I look at it is we've gone so long without McGregor. Some people are, like, dying to hear what he has to say. Yeah. So therefore... McGregor brings the eyes. The way I look at it is, McGregor brings the eyes, Mayweather brings the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? People pay a outrageous amount of money time, time and over again to see Floyd Mayweather fight. But a lot of the time they pay to see Floyd Mayweather fight because they want to see him lose or, you know, they, they want to see is this going to be the finally the guy yeah, yeah. who knocks off his own. Yeah. With McGregor, it's like, it's just must-see TV. It is. Whether you it like is. him or dislike him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I was speaking yeah. to people during the week and I was saying... What you think? And like some people were like, "Oh, hey, yeah, yeah." But I was like, "Yeah, but you're still talking about yeah. him, and that's yeah. all that really matters." I was even looking at people's Instagram stories and people who don't even really like UFC or have never, mm. I've never seen them post about UFC mm. or MMA in general. We're putting on their story like this. Yeah. This is blockbuster TV. Uh, I thought it was. I, he he like played it so well as well. I think even in the build up that he didn't even do any interviews like on his own YouTube channel, The Mac Life. Yeah, like uh, Artem did an interview. Uh, John Cabinet did an interview. Uh, Owen Roddy did an interview, but like no Connor. You know what I mean? He just kept everyone waiting, and it was just uh, he did a he did an unbelievable job. He actually really really did, and very impressive. He came out and showed he was the A side of this. He had both his belts there. He had his bottle of whiskey in hand. Khabib had his belt, and then Conor McGregor very early on the press conference. He came out very hot. I I, I yeah. couldn't believe how almost aggressive McGregor yeah. was towards Khabib, saying like. You know, you send you my location, you have my location. What are you going to do about it? You'll do nothing. And then he was saying, like, here, look, you beat, like, a 14th ranked fighter for that belt. That's not the real belt. Well, that's that's, that's a fair comment. I, I actually thought that was very fair. Yeah. And if you actually look at it, Khabib's biggest win is Edson Barboza. And then after that, you can argue what's a bigger win, Ally Quinta or Michael Johnson. Yeah. When you look at it that way, I know he beat RDA, but RDA wasn't someone anyone looked at at the time you beat him well I, I put him ahead of Aloy Quinta and Barbosa just based on the fact that oh no sorry and Michael Johnson yeah just based on the fact he was and the lightweight champion if you look at Michael Johnson it was a, it was a good win but right. like he also is now fighting a featherweight so he's mm. gone down a division Aloy Quinta wasn't even in the top 10 yeah and then 
No, the only reason I wouldn't put RDA in there is just because at the time he beat RDA, RDA wasn't the RDA we yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like, you don't say, yeah, well, Conor McGregor beat Max Holloway. Yeah. Because you beat him so early on in the career. You don't say that at the forefront. Like, he beat Jose Aldo, who's undefeated for 10 years, yeah. at the height of his career. Yeah. Like, he knocked him off the perch. I know, yeah. He beat Chad Mendes on, like, two weeks' notice, who was, like, supposed to be, like, the worst matchup for Conor McGregor possible in the division. He also beat Eddie Alvarez, who was Bellator lightweight champion, uh, Dream lightweight champion, and UFC lightweight champion, and he knocked out RDA. Yeah. And Conor McGregor went in there and made a show of him. He also beat Dustin Poirier, who was on the rise to become uh, the next lightweight contender. You know what I mean? The people Conor McGregor beat, and very Nate, impressive. And Nate Diaz. And he beat Nate Diaz as well, yeah. in a five-round war. And Dennis Seaver. And <laughs> Nate Diaz. <laughs> so, like, the way I look at Conor McGregor is, like, a very proven commodity. And also... Yeah. Even when he lost to Nate Diaz, he hurt Nate Diaz really badly in the first round. Khabib gets tagged in the first round. He's slow to start. McGregor comes out of the gates like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. And the way I look at it, I'm just sitting there going, if you ask me who the real, who the best lightweight in the world is, it's Conor McGregor. Yeah. Well, in fairness, Conor, Conor won the lightweight, well, he won the featherweight title from, as you said, Jose Aldo, who hadn't lost in 10 years. And then he goes to be Eddie Alvarez, who actually was the champion as well. Mm. And who also beat RDA for the title. Yeah. But then if you look at Khabib, Khabib's only been on a, on a pay-per-view card twice and only he's only ever once been the main event. And that was against Aloy Quinta, who wasn't even in the top 10 and then beat him for the title. Now, that's not really Khabib's fault as well no. because he was originally meant to fight uh, Tony Ferguson for the title, who was the interim title going into that, who was the interim champion, excuse me, mm. going into that fight. And then he had to pull out. Max Holloway came in on five or six days notice. Yeah. And then he had to pull out because he couldn't make the weight as well. So, Khabib is only really fighting who is in front of him as well. But the yeah. thing is, I know he's 26 and 0, and, but the thing is, Connor doesn't get as much like, praise for what he actually has done. Because, mm. like, as you know, he was meant to fight Jose, well, he beat Jose Aldo, but remember originally when he became the interim champion, uh, Jose, Aldo, yeah, Jose Aldo pulled out and he had a short notice against probably his toughest fight so far, maybe, but Bart yeah. Nate Diaz. Mm. Uh, Chad Mendes was, like, that was definitely his toughest fight that he won yeah he also stole the show at UFC 189 which is very hard to do after Robbie Lawler fought Rory McDonald so look Conor McGregor as much as he is a showman he's a phenomenal fighter and people keep on going two years off two years off he fought Floyd Mayweather last year I know yeah you know what I mean like he trained to fight the best boxer of all time are you trying to tell me Conor McGregor's hands aren't as good now as they've ever been? That's that's what I was thinking as well, man. Because Conor is now after like practicing more and more and more on his boxing, as if he even needed to yeah. as well. Because like he probably could have done with a bit more wrestling classes, mm. you know. But his boxing was already lethal, and now it's even more lethal, which yeah. is uh, very dangerous against Khabib, whose stand up is uh, definitely his worst part of his game. Yeah, it's it's questionable, some might say. So yeah, Conor McGregor. Two belts, two weight world champion came up against Khabib. He was like, "See, I keep on thinking UFC keeps on harping on saying the undisputed champion at lightweight." And I'm like, I, I don't think ever in UFC history has there ever been a chance where three people could claim to the UFC champion, yeah. and that's right now. You know what I mean Tony Ferguson never lost his interim title belt, and he's also fighting on that card. Yeah, he's fighting on that card against Anthony Pettis as well. And like, I can't wait to see the next press conference when like. He gets thrown in the mix there as well. Yeah. Terrible uh, press conference, but like almost so bad he's entertaining. Yeah, it's like so cringy. It's actually is good entertainment. Uh, 
there's a couple of things I want to talk about before we get into the press conference. Yeah. See, that's well, the thing about it. I think we're already in there, but go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but before we start getting quote for quotes here, um, the press conference was being shown live on uh, in Times Square. And the thing is, they were showing it live there and people were watching it. But the thing is, the sound wasn't working. So people could just only see Connor like miming, basically. What you, what you make of that? That's, that's like, I don't think I've ever heard of a stupid thing. Did you know ever. that? No, I didn't know. Well, I knew it was being shown in Times Square. I just yeah. didn't know no one could hear it. Yeah, the sound wasn't working yet. So I was just like, what's the point of being there then? Yeah, I know. People were like, what's going on? Although, so, especially Conor McGregor press conference. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like, you know, it was in Ghana and GSP up there. And it was yeah, like, yeah. they have nothing to say anyway. Yeah. The thing is, like, it is 2018. So most people probably, most people walk around with a pair of headphones on. And they have internet yeah. on their phone. So they could have just streamed on their phone as well. So that's something that most people probably did. But um, also, we were talking about the press conference going in. We predicted last week that we thought Connor was actually going to be quite like calm. Mm. But uh, a different man came out. Are, that, were you shocked or not? Um, oh, we, I were was, told, we were told. We were We were like. We I know we we were like right. He's either going to go all out yeah. or be very reserved. I think one the, or the other. But I, he we actually thought he was going to be quieter. I, I think he got out his aggression <laughs> at the start. The first question like triggered him. Yeah, and because it wasn't open to the fans. He got really annoyed by that. And he just didn't stop. Ever since then, he was annoyed, annoyed, annoyed. And the reporters actually did a good job of asking questions to, you know, royal the two of them and job. get them going up against each other. I felt, I felt like some of the reporters, as Connor disrespected Khabib more, the reporters were actually more disrespectful to Khabib. Because I remember um, one of the reporters asked Khabib something, being like, what... What do you think is going to happen? Or in the fight, and then he goes, What do you think is going to happen? And the reporter was sort of like, I'm a reporter, you should tell us. Mm. But like, if Connor had said that, your yeah. man would have answered straight away. Because yeah. Connor was disrespecting someone, Khabib so much, yeah. they were a bit like, Oh, we'll disrespect him as well. And don't get me wrong, Khabib's like well worthy of being up on that stage. Like, he's unbelievable. Like, people listening right now should 100% realize that, like, Khabib winning this fight is a serious possibility. I know anyone going into a fight, there's a chance. He's the betting favor. Yeah, no, but that yeah, but he was being treated as if he wasn't the favorite at all, as if like he was lucky to be on stage. That's yeah. the way he was getting sort of treatment. I thought is that no, what you thought? Um, in a way, yes, in a way, no. Like in fairness, I was a bit disappointed. Khabib didn't like bother to wear a suit or a shirt or some sort of better clothing. He looked like he came straight from the gym and into the press conference. Yeah, and the press conference is the business side of the fight. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, you should treat that as the business side, yeah. but as he opposed to. McGregor, like, he knows the business side. He wears the flash suit. He comes out with the belts. He comes out with the whiskey. He, like, promotes it so well. I suppose if Khabib just say he was fighting, I don't know, Anthony Pettis, and that, they did a press conference, like, would 100,000 people watch it? You know what I mean? It's no. just really like, what are they going to say? Yeah. You know what I mean? So Khabib, as much as he's not going to be able to go blow for blow, trash talking with Conor McGregor, I, thought, I was expecting a bit more out of him. Yeah. You see, he was... Connor was sort of talking over him as well. And also, Khabib's first language isn't English. Uh, it was funny, before the fight as well, we put a poll out being like, will Connor offer Khabib some whiskey for Khabib's 30th birthday as well? Yeah. And most people actually said no. But yeah. uh, it was, we were trying to get... Uh, we were trying to get odds online, but they didn't, they didn't get back to us, which is pretty unfortunate. Yeah. But uh, very nice of Connor to give him a birthday present. Even though he doesn't drink, Connor knows that. Yeah. Yeah, that's where, that's when he actually came out with the infamous quote. I say you're some bulls at parties, you mad backwards cunt. Uh, 
I think that was where it really got going. Connor was really yeah. on, on, the, on. See, the, 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 other, on. the other problem is that Dana White finds Conor McGregor hilarious, so he yeah. can't help but laugh. And he's like basically laughing at Khabib's or, or at Khabib with Conor slagging him. Yeah. And like that's not really great for Khabib yeah. either. The thing is, right, the thing is with Conor, right? He is, I think he's very funny. And if you don't, I mean, you're sort of missing out. But he was all, he's also funny and he's also so extreme that you're sort of like, oh my God, this is actually ridiculous. Yeah. It was an absolute, like it was out. Um, like you couldn't have predicted that thing. No. I, I've never met someone who goes so deep into studying their opponent, not only from like a fight point of view, but from a mental point of view. Like he was there talking about like Khabib's da. And yeah. he was saying like the bang shot off your da. But like that was just yeah. like, that was almost the sort of like little joke to go with what he said. And he was saying that, Khabib's dad was with some sort of Chechen leader and he was saying that he like shows him face res- fake respect and shakes his hand and smiles in the photo with him when realistically he'd love to stab him in the back and take his position as the leader of the Chechen army. Yeah. I'm, sitting there, I'm sitting there going, Jesus Christ, that sounds like very dark. It sounds like something like the CIA you're watching out for. Yeah, and I know, then, yeah. I couldn't believe I, he was getting this deep. Yeah, yeah and then he, was, he was moving on to... Uh, the other people who were saying he was like oh you're, that's a disgrace to the Dagestani name and he, he bows down to people in fear and then I think one of my favourite <laughs> moments in the entire press conference was this reporter from Cork was like ah how are you doing there by uh, Khabib uh, did you find it a bit annoying that Connor was up there with Putin there and you were down with the regular Joe Schmoes yeah for the World Cup final yeah and I was like <laughs> that's hilarious and then Khabib was like no I would like to be with my people and then Connor was like yeah right I was there with Putin. What do you mean you don't want a picture with your world leader? Yeah. And I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah. I was like, he goes, yeah. Uh, are you disrespecting your president, Vladimir Putin? Yeah. Remember the way he yeah. really yeah. slowed down? Yeah. Yeah. And like, as if Khabib was going to be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was like, it was like, oh, bollocks. Yeah. And straight after that, Connor said as well, if Khabib doesn't show up to the fight, that he'll know what will happen to him when he goes back back home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, Connor. <clears throat> It's just, he's, just, he's too good. I've ne- I've never seen someone take it up to that level, and yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see it again. Because the way he, he even started speaking uh, Dagest- Dagestani, yeah, he was like, he was like, he was like, I'm going to take your head off for the Russian people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you say? Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm going to do this for the for, in the name of the Russian people. That's what Connor said. Yeah, I was like, I was like, bloody hell. Yeah. I, I'm like, he really went in on his da, and then he was saying, <laughs> he was like. Look at you going up against one of your own when you disrespected Artem. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't be disrespecting the other Russian people. Yeah, and like yeah, Artem and Connor have been invited to the Kremlin, which is like the ultimate invite from Russian. Like that's far bigger than being invited to the World Cup. That's been invited into like the White House of Russia. Except I think they invite less people than normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like if even sound even the name of it sounds like. Oh shit! Like the Kremlin, you know what I mean? Like it sounds like you're invited into like the secret society where you wear the bleeding druids robes. Uh, yeah. Did you did you think it sort of got a bit more out of hand when he was like, "Here, show the bus, <laughs> show <Shite> the bus." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, I showed up there. I showed you my hands. You wouldn't come off the bus and fight me. I I shit in bus, I, and then like, I could, and then he started coming out with it. Uh, now. I was shocked to see Connor was fluent in the Irish language yeah. of Gaelic. Yeah. Gaelga, if yeah. some would call it. Um Omil Cadigum Dogus Aaron Mus. And then say to Dana, it's like, Dana, do you know what that means? <laughs> what, what, what did he say? He goes, he goes, he goes, Does that mean we can go to the toilet on the bus? So, yeah, uh, yeah, can I take a shot on the bus? <laughs> now, when he did that, 
that that is when I nearly like blew the ceiling off my own house laughing. That was just yeah. that was just the most outrageous thing ever. Uh, another question: Was he your Irish teacher in school? Oh yeah, he was, Mister McGregor. <laughs> Oh no, sorry, sorry, it was his dad, Tony. Tony, Tony. McGregor's your dad. I mean, uh, you're a th- it, it, oh, it was my teacher, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in fairness, oh, actually, do us a favour, right? If you're American and you listen to podcasts, which many people are, yeah. let us know what you thought of all the trash talk. And did you actually get it? Because I was watching it going, Conor McGregor uses such so many Irish colloquialisms when he insults people that I'm like, the Americans love him, but I don't know if did they actually get what he means. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, he, he was coming out with some really, really Irish stuff that like we would have heard in school yeah. or just your average crack, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then he was coming out with these and like, like I was like, yeah, yeah, that's funny, but I never like re- like really thought about like people who are like from different countries trying to understand mm-hmm. it. Like for instance, like True Geordie came out with a video and then he was saying um some he was he was using Irish words and we were just like breaking it. I was, Oh, it was just hilarious, lads. What, what was it when you said dirt box or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, yeah, I actually said my favorite quote from the whole thing was when Khabib started talking, and he goes, mam, 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 mam. Shut your mouth, mate. You're a bleeding dirt box. And it, oh, that was like, that was unreal. What did you, what was your favorite quote? Uh, for was... me, I, I, just, I just like when he was insulting his dad, he goes, and the banger show you off your dad. And I was like, where does this guy get his one liners from? Because they're absolutely yeah. golden. I couldn't picture an American listening to that being like, like, like comprehending exactly what he even but meant. I feel like Conor McGregor could be a stand-up comedian, but like, you'd walk, you'd walk like ten people up on stage, and he'd like absolutely lambast them, yeah. and then like, you get the next one on, and he'd lambast them. The, yeah, the, it's funny how you you uh, said something about be, Conor being a comedian because he was feeding off the energy of. No energy. Yeah. No one was like la- like a, a few people were like sm- uh, what's the word smugger. Yeah, they were a bit like smigger. What's sm- the word? I think they were. Sm- I'm not too sure what the smugger smitten, but somewhere in no, between like sniggering or what's that? Oh, oh sniggering. Sniggering. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. A few yeah. people in the crowd were like sniggering, right? But uh, he was actually feeding off like Nexus Zero energy, and if you put a comedian up there, I don't think they could have done the same thing without that energy back. Yeah. Oh, no. Like I actually forgot there was no audience because he was. Going up and up and up and up a level, like as if a thermometer was just getting hotter and hotter and hotter. Yeah, the boiling point was definitely, definitely reached. Yeah, yeah. And like Dana White was almost trying to slow it down. He was trying to reel Connor in, and then Connor was offering Khabib whiskeys, and it was absolute madness beyond belief. I don't think I've ever seen someone operate at such a high energy in such a low energy environment. And the reporters were loving it. They were loving it. Uh, well, what did you make of at like the end of it as well, saying that like Connor was like October sixth, let's get this face off done. We're wrapped up now. The way he like shut it down, mm. he was like, right, I'm done. I've came yeah. in with all my stuff. Now there was obviously way more quotes, but like we can't oh, go through I, the whole I, thing. I think one thing we should bring back up that just is relevant before we get there is the proper whiskey, okay. and it's going to be on the canvas at UFC two twenty nine. Yeah, um, I think he's the first fighter ever to have his own branding. In the octagon, it just shows how big of a superstar Conor McGregor really is. I know, and uh, that's just another chance for you to get your hands on a bottle of it with the energized condition. Yeah, yeah, you may as well enter. Like it'd be good crack. Imagine having a bottle of that watching the fight. Um, the end of the press conference. Yeah. face off. What do you, um, you make of the face off? First of all, I knew Conor McGregor wasn't going to be allowed to touch him because he is on probation. That was another line. He goes, "I'm on pro- pro- probation up to me balls." In here. Yeah, yeah, up to me bollocks. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, "This is this is hilarious yeah. again." But look, the face off. McGregor got in his face. He was like, "You're dead. You're dead. I'm gonna get you." Yeah, and, and then, then he was like, "Breathe blue lips." Yeah, yeah. Oh. But I mean, Khabib was stone cold there as well. Yeah, 
I'm fairness, Khabib's not intimidated by Conor McGregor. I just know he's not. Um, now, we, is he royal up by McGregor? Probably. But he's not intimidated by him. And then yeah, 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 Ali Aziz, as always, he can't keep his mouth shut. Exactly who is Ali Abdulaziz? Uh, people he who do is, not know. He's Khabib Nurmagomedov's manager. He's one actually the most prominent managers in mixed martial arts. He's also managed people like Frankie Edgar, um, Tony Ferguson, I think. Oh no, Tony Ferguson has McGregor's manager. He's manager to a lot of uh, superstars, a lot of the New York-based fellas as well. And uh, he was shooting off to Conor McGregor. And Conor McGregor goes... You be very careful when you speak to me. I know a lot about you as well. And he goes, and he goes, he goes. What? What about Noah? How was Noah? Now, if you don't know who Noah is, which you probably don't, he's Ali Abdulaziz's son, who he hasn't paid fifty thousand dollars in child alimony for. Um, I don't know what the story is with that, but I don't know how Conor McGregor knew that. But that's who it came out who that was. And then Conor McGregor came out with like another lovely line. He was like, "Don't take a shot at the king." And if you are going to take a shot at the king, make sure you don't miss. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, jeez. Yeah. He's like Alp-bleeding Gino, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, uh, explain the fact that um, Ali Abdulaziz was an informer for the FBI as well. Yeah, he was, was, he was an informer for FBI. He went into like protective custody. Yeah. And his son, he hasn't paid child alimony for his son. I'm not too sure the full background, but that seems to be the gist of it. And it's $50,000 that he owes his son's mother. It's so It's, it's weird. The stuff McGregor knows, I'm sort of like, how does he know this? Especially his fluency in Irish. But I mean, how does he know this? It's almost as if like he like reads people's minds mm. and stuff. It's as if like he knows secrets about people that that only they know. Yeah. Especially that stuff. Especially about the like the Chechenian stuff, um, the FBI stuff, uh, the stuff about Khabib's dad. It's just uh, I've never seen someone ever go into that much detail. Not even Muhammad Ali. He was like float like a butterfly, stinging like a bee. He wasn't. Mm. He he wasn't t- talking about uh, background stuff. Yeah, he about was, the Chechnyans. It wasn't like George Foreman's dad once robbed uh, a chocolate bar out of the sweet shop. Yo, yeah. man. We also have a few questions here about the press conference yeah. that the people want to ask us. But uh, is there anything else about the actual press conference that we should say? Like when they went when they went face to face, toe to toe, the boat very little give. What did, did did you think? Someone looked uh, bigger or smaller or what? Oh, I actually was surprised. I actually thought Connor looked sort of a bit taller, a bit. Larger, but like Khabib looked thicker. Um, I thought that was sort of I thought Khabib looked looked very looked, looked stronger. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he looked more solid. But then again, he was wearing like a toy fit thing. And McGregor was wearing suits. So I was yeah. hard to tell, but no quarter was given either way. I know. Yeah. Um, when when that finished, I was just like, I was like, oh, like we went Instagram live actually yeah. straight after. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, but uh, and so many people have so many questions. We were discussing a lot. And thanks a million for everyone who tuned in because uh, it was good banter between everyone. So anytime we go live, you should probably check it out. But um, what what did you make it overall? I thought like Connor probably went a bit too over the top. But the thing is, this is very very. This reminds me so much against like Jose Aldo, the way he just nipped at him, nipped at him, nipped yeah. at him, just got into his got into his head basically. Now I don't think he's actually opened the door into Khabib's brain now into mm. his head. But, like, he's trying to make Khabib want to have to box him in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just wrestle him to the ground. He's trying to get Khabib to, like, launch at him. Same way Jose Aldo did. And then try and knock him out straight away. Because mm. I actually honestly think Khabib's chin isn't that good. Yeah. I, I don't think it's just the strongest point. You know what I mean? But uh, do, do you think Connor's getting into his brain now? What? What? what because I think, I think he's more pissing him off. Obviously, yes. But that's going to lead to Khabib wanting to have to actually punch him in the face. You know what I mean? He's he's definitely making Khabib feel a bit smaller. Like when he was calling him a fanboy and saying, you're a boy in my t-shirts and stuff yeah. like that. That They were just sort of... See, like 
we haven't even discussed that till now. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where McGregor can't has fired so many shots as Khabib that you're not human unless that affects you in some way, manner or another. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. He was basically had to sit up on stage and be made a show up for forty five minutes straight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that leads into the first question. Lee Donnelly goes, can Conor cope with Khabib's wrestling and can Khabib cope with Conor's stand-up? That is a very, very good question. That well, is a very good question. I, I personally think that Khabib will struggle more with Conor's stand-up than Conor will with Khabib's wrestling. Because I was discussing this during the week. Khabib's actual shot, his shot for a double-leg takedown, isn't actually phenomenal. That's not his best thing. His best thing is once he actually gets hold of you, then Khabib is frighteningly dangerous. But Connor himself said, Khabib's going to have to wrestle his fist out of his orbital bone. Yeah. yeah. And like, I just think, for the first three minutes, Khabib's going to find it very hard to get in on McGregor. But it's going to be so tentative and so nerve-wracking know, to yeah. see if like, Khabib can get the takedown or McGregor's going to light him up on the face. I know, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just trying to, I'm just like reliving that moment when... Uh, when Connor was fighting Chad Mendes and then when Chad got him on the ground and I was just like I couldn't sit still I was like yeah. I was like come on Connor yeah I'm like <laughs> I wonder what the first exchange is going to be like you know what I mean I know that's, that's, that, that's going to be the most telling part of the fight and it's always such a show like it's always such a show as I said earlier Khabib's only been in, uh, on a pay-per-view twice headline once this is going to be the first time ever defending his belt yeah. uh, Connor has been the, the show at least five or six times headline yeah uh, What's going to happen when Khabib has that all of the, the eyes in him? Like, mm. you know what I mean? Connor, Connor turns into a different man when he walks into that octagon. Uh, oh, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't predict these things. You no. know? Like, who would have guessed the Jose Aldo situation? You know what I mean? The, oh, it's just... I don't Mark know. Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, so I'll move on to another question. Um, Jay Hollywood said, he'll do fucking nothing except shit on the bus. <laughs> I know, in fairness, I, I, I think Khabib is uh, very well thought of training at this stage, and I think he'll know when's the probable time to go in the future. <laughs> uh, another good question here from Marcus Moore, 8. Uh, McGregor future after Khabib fight? Look, win and lose are going to be two totally different things. Uh, he was sort of asked at the press conference what he thought of the Nate Diaz Poirier fight, and he said, We'll see how that goes, and then we'll decide from there. He's also got his eye on a GSP fight. I think win or lose. The Diaz fight will be there either way. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. also, Diaz could fight Khabib if Diaz wins and Khabib wins because they actually had a brawl at a UFC event in the past. Yeah. Also, Conor McGregor actually signed a new six-fight contract as well with the UFC. Uh, myself and Ross actually said that like that's sort of irrelevant because a while ago, Anderson Silva signed like a 10-fight contract and like he's only fought like two, if not three yeah. of that fights. It just means Conor can't really go anywhere. And after this fight as well, he's going to renegotiate again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he got to try to get that big monster logo out of the middle of the octagon and put it like, put Proper his face there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Ushin underscore McCarthy 96 says, how do you think B was affected mentally? I know we sort of went over that, but yeah. as you said, he's human. Like, yeah. I mean, only someone who's not human could not be affected by that. Like, you know what I mean? I was just like, thank God he's not slagging me. Yeah, I think on this occasion, Khabib, look, he handled it as well, if not better than anyone else I've ever seen, but he's got to hate Conor McGregor that little bit more than he did previously. Yeah. Uh, Wayne or B actually said, smell of shite off your da. Uh, cheers. But uh, Rory Crowley came out with a question here, so we... I think it's a two-part, or is it? Yeah, well, no, it was just like so long, but uh, McGregor normally aggregates his opponents and uses emotional welfare. But it seems he's the one who was wound up this time. Um, 
Is this a bad thing? Too heated, emotional, got, got to his head? Um, you know what? I would say Conor McGregor probably trains better if he's emotional. But as soon as he, that door closes and he gets in there, he is calm, he is cool, and he is precise as anything. And I think Conor McGregor, he feeds off the emotion and the build-up. That's what makes Conor McGregor come out to one-liners. That's what makes Conor McGregor sell the pay-per-views. Look at when he jumped out of the octagon and got in Jose Aldo's face. Inside there, he always looks calm, cool, and collected. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's actually a fair point to say that this isn't actually Conor McGregor's biggest fight ever. No. Agree? I, I, I would agree. I think Conor's defining moment is UFC 202 when he had to come back um, from adversity and may beat Nate Diaz. And in terms of a global stage, the Mayweather fight's probably bigger. Now, will this fight do more numbers than any other UFC fight of all time? Probably so. Yeah. But Conor McGregor's fighting someone who... He believes he can beat. When he fought Nate Diaz for the second time, I think that was Conor McGregor's defining moment in his career. Yeah. I think the Jose Aldo fight was bigger. Yeah. Um, I'd also say that the Eddie Alvarez fight was bigger because that was become the champ champ. That was to create proper mm. history. I think this one, like, this one doesn't really make him bigger history. Now, numbers-wise, yes, but he's only in his head getting back his own belt. Yeah, he's, def- he's ba- uh, yeah. In his head, he's probably defending his belt. That's like, exactly I'm defending it, yeah. my belt against Khabib. Yeah. And I mean, the thing, do you know what the funny thing is? If he wins, people will still say he's never defended his title as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I just think in terms of in terms of legacy in this fight, if he beats Khabib and then Khabib gets beaten by a few other people, you can say Khabib wasn't that impressive. I suppose it's when he beat Jose Aldo, he beat someone who was undefeated for ten years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, who would like solidly beat people as a UFC champion? Khabib's never defended his belt. Yeah. And like you can question whether Khabib should have a belt. Yeah, true, yeah. So therefore, like you, you almost have to question if when Khabib fought Aloy Quinta, if there was another title fight on that card that was like had more name recognition, would Khabib have even fought for an interim belt or the real belt? Yeah, I know, yeah. That's no, that's hundred percent true. I don't think many people listening now actually expected me to say that because I know numbers wise it'll be the biggest thing. Mm. But like for like recognition wise when we all when we all look back in history and be like what was Conor's biggest fight yeah. I don't think it, it, it would probably be in the top 3 because, just mm. based on mm. but if you include Floyd Mayweather that was yeah. obviously like bigger like yeah. he, he could have knocked out a guy who was 49 and 0 yeah. uh, Jose Aldo like Jose Aldo was killing people and killing mm. the creme de la creme now yeah. like Khabib hasn't really beaten anyone of name recognition really yeah. I know that's well put it this way if you look back on the history books of mixed martial arts Eddie Alvarez, you could almost you could put an argument. He's the greatest lightweight of all time. He won the belt for tight. He won the um, UFC belt. He won the dream fight. He he was basically champion in Japan and the two biggest MMA promotions in North America. And defended. And defended. Bar in the UFC. And then you have someone like Jose Aldo. He's the greatest featherweight of all time. Yeah. He was the featherweight champion for ten yeah. years. WEC, UFC. For ages, he was the only UFC featherweight champion. Now there's only now there's only there's only ever been three now because Jose Aldo's reign was for that long. Yeah, and Conor McGregor dispatched him. Khabib, will anyone ever look back and go Edson Barboza was one of the best of all time? Will anyone go back and go Michael Johnson was one of the best of all time? Will anyone ever look back and say Aloy Quinta was the best of all time? No, no. Like RDA, you can make an argument for he was a good champion. He was you know you could probably say top ten lightweight of all time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, different but, different times. Not, yeah, not not fluently the way no. Jose Aldo was. And I'm, I look at it and go. Conor McGregor has like knocked off, and you have people like Dustin Poirier who are going again. You have people like Nate Diaz who are, who are like you know 
from the ultimate fighter five, I think it was. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, no, not. Okay. I think you know what I mean. So Conor McGregor has some like really historic names, and so like he's fought like he fought Chad Mendes, and Chad Mendes fought twice for the belt, three times if you include fight McGregor, Max Holloway, Max Holloway. He's also beaten. You know what I mean? In terms of people who Khabib has fought, only one person has been champion or fought for the belt, and it's the same person as RDA. Yeah, it's also a weird thing they always say that he's he's never actually lost a round as well. Yeah, because we don't believe that's true at all. Because during the week, I rewatched, and I think I showed, was it you for the first time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Khabib versus uh, Jason Tebow. And Tebow was an absolute monster. He's huge. Yeah. Uh, and he was fighting a lightweight. Yeah, this was pre-USADA as well. Yeah, pre-USADA. And we watched the fight, and I was like, here, Barry, just have a look at this, because people always harp on saying Khabib's never lost a round. I showed it to you and you were like, I think he lost that fight. I go, so do I. So did Joe Rogan. Yeah. It was, it was, but like, he didn't decisively win or lose the fight. But to say Khabib's never lost a round, very questionable. Yeah. It could have been a draw. Yeah. But, um, so what do you actually think Conor's biggest fight is ever again? Uh, ever? Oh, I would say Diaz too. You said Diaz too. I actually think, like, there is no wrong answer here. Mm. But I actually think it is uh, Eddie Alvarez. It's just because he then became the champ champ and there was mm. more riding on it. I think there's less riding on this part from money. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I will, you listening right now let us know what you think Conor McGregor's biggest ever fight is you could say mm. Khabib you could say even against uh, Max uh, sorry uh, you could say it was even uh, Chad Mendes for the interim title because that was all of a sudden the biggest <clears throat> then you could also say Eddie Alvarez or Jose Aldo or I, I think if you actually ask Conor McGregor I'd say his best moment UFC 205 lifting two belts over his head becoming the champ champ yeah. his toughest opponent Nate Diaz. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't mean. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think. No, I'm saying you, you oh, make tough, an argument for both. Yeah, both toughest opponent. I think is going to be Khabib. Well, who knows? He, he could, or Jose he, he Aldo. Could, he could Jose Aldo. No, but I'm saying his. Like, if you ask him, who was your hardest ever fight? He'll say Nate Diaz. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else to say about the, the, the that situation, Ross? No. Um, also, just want to throw in a quick note at the press conference. We still have you. No, UFC 230 main event. That was discussed at it as well, but. We're not really concerned about that until UFC 229 is over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, you have to 100% tune in next week because it's going to be the actual UFC 229 breakdown. Conor versus Khabib. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, give us a shout out. Give us a heart. Give us Screenshot this and put it on your Instagram stories or whatever if you're looking forward to that as well. And thanks a million for tuning in. So uh, we're just going to quickly move on to some other... Uh, UFC news as well over the weekend UFC Brazil was on a Sao Paulo do you, uh, do you want me to give you a rundown yeah what did you, what did you make of the card and, uh, um, first of all another good decent job of UFC putting on a decent card a decent venue was very Brazilian orientated yeah. I'm going to run it down quite fast Henan Barreiro's career is done yeah. he missed weight by 5 pounds he lost to a fella who was from the contender series that's him gone Great resurgence from Little Nog. I was very, very impressed. This, that, was back that, was back, that was back and forth a bit. He looks so old in there. Like. I know, but I was very impressed at how good he still is yeah. compared to someone who looks like he moves robotically. He can still throw down with a younger, hungrier opponent. Yeah, well, Sam Alvey is coming in off two wins. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised Little Nog just didn't retire then. I think he's like, right, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, well, he probably looks like and goes... Probably a win away from title shot. Like he probably isn't far off. You know, okay, he's got okay. the name. And if DC yeah. needs like a light heavyweight opponent who he wants to come in and be like, I oh, can just go in there and beat them. Yeah. Little Nog's a good fight for him. Yeah. Um. Also, you had Cowboy Oliveira. What a performance in there. Job done. Bob's your uncle. Mary's your auntie. Less than a minute. Straight away. Time. You know what? He's never in a bad fight. 
Cowboy Oliveira. He's sure. never a good bad fight. And then the main event, you had uh, Thiago Santos beating Eric Anders. Um, at, the ter- at the bell in the third yeah. round. What did you make that? I think I think that needs a, a minute's discussion. That was a slugfest. That was what UFC is all about. They're yeah, back and forth. I was sort of like, if that goes another round, those two lads are gassed. Yeah, come in. Um, <laughs> what did you make of the stoppage? Great stoppage. Well, good stoppage by the ref. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way you could let him start the fourth round. It was obviously it was out for the count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was surprised after the first time he collapsed. I was actually looking for the ref to step in, and then when he stood back up, he was being dragged over to a still by his corner. He was, yeah, like he was, dragged over. He was drunk. Yeah, he was. He was like me there at your birthday. Yeah, very me. <laughs> Uh, also, up the the street. one final shout out for Brazil is to Charles Oliveira yeah. uh, he became or he became the man with the most submissions in UFC history yeah. uh, dethroning Hoist Gracie which is very very imp- uh, impressive stuff our mate Hoist Gracie our mate Hoist Gracie um, I think <laughs> I always like to say who, who will who fight next uh, we'll just do the main event I think Thiago Santos he still wants to fight Jimmy Manoa who was originally spent to uh, fight at 205 and I'd be 100% okay to see that yeah, I'd like to see that as well. Um, also over the weekend, we're just going to move into the boxing. Anthony Joshua beat Pavekin in the seven round by knockout. Uh, he's twenty two and zero now. Uh, what did you make of his performance, Ross? Uh, obviously there was the big punch in the first round by Pavekin. It sort of stumbled Johnson. I won't say or Joshua. Sorry, I won't say it rocked him because I didn't think he actually was in any way groggy or disorientated. I thought I thought he broke his nose in the first round, though. Well, I think that happened on a different punch, but I'm talking about the one that sort of stumbled him in okay. the first. Yeah. And I sort of thought, geez, Pavekin's fast. He gets in, he, he gets was. out, he's shorter. Joshua struggled to gauge the distance with him. He struggled to keep him at job's length, which normally Joshua does exceptionally well. Um, but I was actually overall yeah. quite impressed by Joshua, just due to the fact that he came over a bit of adversity. He managed to find his range, and then... When he smelled blood, he went in and he really got him out of there. Yeah. On my opinion, the referee shouldn't have let Pavekin take that second beat down after he knocked him down first time. I thought, ref, there's a minute left in this. Like You're just like actually just trying to give him brain injury. That's why yeah. I looked at it. I was looked at it and go, you, you're delusional if you think Josh was not going to get him out of here in a minute. I think I think the referee sort of thought the same as some of the the commentators outside thinking that it was sort of like a, it was even fight until yeah. then. But uh, Pavekin, <laughs> you could call him the Russian Mike Tyson. Yeah, he, he was sort of he was fast in and out, wasn't he? And he yeah. was, I was actually like people were like, oh, Anti Joshua was going to kill this Russian pensioner and all this, and then people were like ha ha ha, and then like it was like oh shit, he probably won the first two rounds, yeah. and it, like he was in and out and very very fast for a thirty nine year old. Mm. Only I, ever lost once to uh, uh, Klitschko. It, it actually makes me want to see Pavekin fight again. Yeah. To be honest, like, yeah. I, I'd love to see him versus Parker or him versus Dillian White. Or... Be good. Him or against like Takam. Yeah. Takam was good against... Remember Takam absolutely like, headbutted Anthony Joshua yeah. and broke his nose. That's, that's twice now he's after breaking his nose in a quick succession. I, I actually think Joshua really struggles against those shorter, faster, in-out fighters. And if you actually look at who Joshua's probably going to fight next, it's going to be one of three people. Um, number one it could be Dillian White um, Dillian White he looks very very impressive as of late uh, I was very impressed with you him keep saying that by the way you keep saying Parker that fight. explain to me why you think that I just think he's got power he's got grit and he doesn't have a quit in him I think he's got more of that from the street feel to him than I Joshua does so therefore that, yeah. I'm like he's not he's not there to be He's going to be very hard to put away. You know what I mean? Yeah. More of a brawler, brawler think, than a boxer. I also think he's improved a lot over time. And 
he hits very hard. So I'm very high on Dillian White. I think he's just someone who knows what he's about as well. And also, he's quite funny when he's with Eddie Hearn because like he knows Eddie Hearn's golden boy is Joshua, but like he sort of yeah. gives him a stick over. Yeah. Anti Joshua is just the the golden boy of boxing. Yeah. So as you said, he has three options. Yeah. First option is Dylan White. Okay. Yeah. The second and third option are the fight has been announced. Tyson Fury is taking on Deontay Wilder on the first of December of this year. Thank God. Thank God it's that soon. Uh, location TBD. First of all, he I can't believe that it, that was announced before a location. Apparently, it's going to be in the United States. They're just not too sure where. I think it's either going to be in the Garden or T-Mobile Arena. I think I'd rather see it in the Garden. And if it is in the Garden, I'd be like, let's try and win a trip to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say... I put I I I pay my money to go, but I don't think that's a good enough thing to get me to go over because the only thing about boxing is sometimes the fights aren't that good. Yeah, and if especially you wanna, Tyson Fury's last fight. Yeah, and if you want me to put big cash down, I don't know if I'm going to do it for a boxing fight yeah. over in a foreign uh, country. It's, it, boxing is I I don't think boxing is as good as you as MMA. Mm. It's just not I don't, it's not promoted to more like it's sort of like what do you want to get like a Chinese or or a pizza and you're sort of like. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, oh, yeah, let's mess, let's mess with a pizza sort of thing, you know? Yeah, and also, like, we don't only show up for the co-main event just to make sure we know where our seats are. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you only go to box and see one fight. Did you see how big that arena was Wembley for the fight? Yeah. Like, it, it's, there's too many people there. Uh, so many people are up in the absolute nosebleeders and it was torrential rain as well. People getting soaked. Imagine sitting there in Wembley just like, Torrential rain, like, and then we've been to. Wembley. And you can't put an umbrella up because the people behind you like can't yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, and we've been to Wembley, and it takes ages to get back into the yeah. centre of London as well. You know what I mean? Remember, After you were drenched. there. Yeah, you were there falling asleep on the way back. Remember? Yeah, you took a photo of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to see that photo, I'm not joking. But uh, slide yeah. to Barry's DMs. As we said, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Now, the winner of this is the, is who I want to see. Uh, yeah. Anthony Joshua face next. Again, it's Anthony Joshua's next fight is going to be in Wembley on April 13th of next year, 2019. So, I want to see him take on the winner of either Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder. Yeah. What do you want to see, Ross? I want to see Joshua versus Wilder. That's the fight I want to see. That's the biggest fight in boxing. That's the fight that's going to get me most excited. Yeah, I want to see him fight Fury as well, but I feel like the entire world will be watching Wilder versus Joshua. And I think Fury could you know, beat someone else and then get a Joshua fight as well. You know what I mean? I feel if Wilder gets beaten, it loses a lot of its swag, the fight does. Yeah. But I feel like if Fury gets beaten, he can come back in there, beat one or two other guys and get back in the title hunt. I think yeah. it's also that, like, Wilder's getting close to Mayweather's record and I, I, I'm pretty sure it was beaten by some random guy from Thailand, but no one knows who he is, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, if, if Deontay Wilder beats it, you know what I mean? That's a thing then. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And, he's and yeah. I, I, I think Mayweather knows it's coming because apparently he's like, we're gonna, I'm going to fight Pacquiao again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Joe, I, ha- I have to agree with you but the thing is like, if you gave me the remote control and you're like, the build up, I don't know. I I, I want to I want to see both of them. I want to see Joshua take on Wilder. I want to see Joshua take on Fury. Um, it doesn't seem like Eddie Hearn wants to have the Fury fight. I think he's like, and I think he knows now he's like, right, you're going to have to take on Wilder or Fury. And uh, yeah. see the thing is right. If you put it this way, right, it's, we're taking a guess here because if based on current form, I think that Water will probably win. Mm. Now, some people may think Fury. Let's just let's just play devil's advocate yeah. here, right? Don't tell Water beats Fury. Don't Water then takes on Anti Joshua. On it's going to be in Wembley, isn't it? And it's for all the belts, then. It's for all the belts, exactly. But the thing is, then, 
what happens then? You know what I mean? Well, I think those two are going to fight each other two or three times. Um, With Fury another. coming in and around? Yeah, potentially so. See, I think even if Fury wins, he doesn't actually necessarily get the Joshua fight. Yeah. I think because Joshua, very interestingly said, even if Water loses, I want to fight him in April. I thought that was a very telling sign. Do you know what? Do you know what? Just because you said that there. If Tyson Fury beats um, Walder. Walder, then uh, what's his name? What a guy. Dylan White. Dylan White will probably take on anti Joshua then and then let uh, Walder get another win. Yes, exactly. Well yeah. said. I, I could 100% see that. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know what? Joseph Parker's done a great name of getting his name into the limelight with those headweights that maybe he could get in and fight the loser. Yeah, he could, yeah, he could fight. Uh, yeah, yeah, he could fight Walder, and then Walder could be him. Yeah. I, I almost think Walder should then, if if uh, Joshua won't fight Walder next, Walder should try and fight everyone who Joshua beat, uh, beat, but then try and beat them more impressively. Yeah, and like Joshua has to be like, no. Yeah, the amazing thing is that fight is definitely going down December first. Yeah, and once we find out the location of it, we will let you know because that's what Energize does. Um, I think we should just move into this weekend's Bellator. Uh, but before we start there, Bellator 205 was on over the weekend. And one of the biggest stars Bellator has in the featherweight division, AJ McKee, who everyone knows had loads of back and forth beef beef with uh, James Gallagher. He's now won. He's now 12-0. Um, Ross, what are you expecting from AJ McKee now in the future? Yeah, he knocked out Chera with like a one-punch knockout. It was very, very impressive. Uh, look, AJ McKee, one of two things is going to happen. Um, either he'll fight... Uh, Pitbull next for the featherweight title or they could do Darian Caldwell versus Pitbull for the featherweight title who knows what they'll do if it was up to me I would do AJ McKee versus Pitbull for the featherweight title and on that same night I would do Darian Caldwell against that guy who beat James Gallagher and I can't remember his name Bandejo Bandejas Ricky Bandejas good man Barry there we go man there we yeah. go what do you think of that do you think that would be worth watching Terrible option, man. Terrible option. No, obviously, yeah. yeah. Uh, then, it's a... Okay, so if you're looking forward to UFC 229, this weekend in Bellator is probably one of the biggest... Well, it's probably the biggest card of the year. Uh, it's Bellator 206. It's going to be in California. It's not as big as 200 because we were at that. Oh, true, yeah. The, I'm trying to hype it up, man. This is okay. this Saturday, right? Bellator 206. Some of the biggest names in MMA history are fighting right now. Uh, obviously, it's being head- headlined... Between our mate, Gagar Musasi, and Roy McDonald. By the way, if you are listening to this on either Thursday or Friday, you'll see the picture of Ross with Gagar Musasi's Bellator belt. Uh, very it's Ross. It's not his anymore. It's not his anymore. <laughs> Ross robbed it and everything. And if you're listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday, wait till the next day and you yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's being headlined by Gagar Musasi taking on Rory McDonald. Also, Quentin Rampage Jackson's taking on Vandalay Silva. Like, that's a blast from the Number past. Number four. Number four, yeah. Uh, also, Douglas Liam is taking on Khrushchev in the Welterweight Grand Prix. Opener. Uh, and uh, one of the hottest prospects in Bellator is Aaron Pico. He's taking on uh, Leandro Higo. So, Pico versus Higo. But, uh, Ross, where do you want to start in this car, man? Um, first of all, I think we'll just start bottom work way up. Aaron Pico is the hottest talent in uh, Bellator uh, featherweight yeah. at the moment. He's fighting Higo next. Higo's a training partner of one of the Pitbull brothers. Uh, he was also had back and forth altercations with uh, James Gallagher in the past. He goes, f- uh, f- I think he was former title challenger, and this is really going to be 
an upper echelon stop, uh, step for Aaron Pico. I expect him to go in there, get the job done. His boxing is incredible. His wrestling is incredible. Olympic level wrestler. It's actually good to see that he, he was putting on this massive... He had this huge hype going into Bellator. Uh, obviously, he lost his first fight yeah. in... Where was it? Madison Square Garden, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he, he's come back and like he's growing and growing and like his boxing's off the rails. So yeah, like, I'd, I'd, full I'd full on expect Pico to win that one. Yeah, and then, then obviously the welterweight Grand Prix is now starting because obviously the Bell- the Bellator heavyweight Grand Prix is doing so brilliantly. They're like, right, let's get the welterweight one going. Here we go. Yeah, Andre Koreshkov, former Bellator welterweight champion against Diego Douglas Lima. Diego fought in the Ultimate Fighter. I always get the two confused. Douglas Lima, who was one of the most underrated welterweights in the world, yeah. also former Bellator welterweight champion. For me. I'm going to go Douglas Lima on this one. When I watched him fight McDonald, it was very back and forth. Was, you could have given it to Douglas Lima if you really wanted to. McDonald just got a few uh, vital takedowns in there to sway the judges his way. And I think Douglas Lima is going to get the nod on this occasion. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. He actually came out looking better than when McDonald fought. Like, McDonald, yeah. McDonald had serious nose issues, wasn't he? Yeah, I think Douglas Lima's stock rose in that fight. And Roy McDonald's stock may have hindered slightly. Yeah, I don't think McDonald can take as much damage anymore. No. Obviously, people know Rory McDonald. He, well, he fought. It was your favorite fight against uh, Robbie Lawler. Yeah, that's is UFC that Rory, 189. Yeah, is that Rory McDonald? That's that's everyone's favorite Rory McDonald. Yeah. But in the co-main event of the evening, you have Wanderlei Silva against Quinton Rampage Jackson, number four at heavyweight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I think is going to be very interesting here is Quinton Rampage Jackson's going to tip the scales somewhere between 350, two, 350 pounds. <laughs> no, two. <laughs> 250 and 265. I'm going to say somewhere in between that range. Rampage is going to be really, really heavy. Is there, is there a weight limit in the heavyweight? 265. Okay, go on. And then Vanderlei is probably going to tip the scales at around 220. So Rampage is going to be significantly better or significantly bigger. They're both going to stand on the feet. If Nancy Rampage's chin that bit better, and I think Rampage is going to knock him out. At the moment, it's 2-1 to Vanderlei. All three fights have, were finished by knockout. And I'm fancying Rampage with this one. Oh, uh, if obviously we're not going to get the same fight that we did before in Pride. Yeah. But um, I, I I can't wait to see this. It's it, there's nothing better watching as an M- M- MMA fan get when two guys actually really really don't like each other. Yeah. Like I, two guys were probably the best MMA names in history. Like with yeah, the, the Axe Murderer versus Rampage. Yeah, yeah. But um, I. I, I I actually, I think both guys are like are sort of funny. Yeah. Like, just when Vandalay sort tries to speak English and then like Rampage, just like his like personality. I I I'm beating around the bush here, but I, I think Rampage is going to win just because he's going to be so much heavier by knockout. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. yeah can't go the distance. Yeah, well, <laughs> they can't hate. They can't hate each other that much to go like goes the difference. And also, Dad at five thousand against King Boss Lights. Yeah, but <laughs> no one's shooting for a takedown either. Hopefully not. No. Hopefully not. And then we move on to the main event of the evening. Yeah, we'll give you the Bruce Buffer for the Bellator card. Why not? Very Bruce. So, Gegard Mousasi, Bellator middleweight champion. Our mate is fighting <laughs> Roy McDonald, Bellator welterweight champion for the Bellator middleweight strap. Yeah. My belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Here, by the way, these two guys are actually sort of friendly with each other as well. I'm so, not surprised. There's so, respect there. Yeah, but that's the thing. What's going to sell more for this card is the fact that it's Vandalay versus... Um, Rampage Jackson. Yeah. And then, like, this is just, like, a bonus fight. Yeah. So, well, in fairness, there's no selling where you need, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be on regular TV. It's not a pay-per-view fight. So, therefore... Well, I mean, like... It, yeah, but, like, oh, well, in ticket sales... People yeah, watch it. Yeah, yeah. In fairness, 
if that car was on within Ireland, within three hours' drive, we'd be out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a really, really good car. It's one of the strongest showings Bellator put on all year. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. I think our mate, Gagor Mansassi, is going to get the job done. I think he'll probably do a TKO, maybe, I'm going to say round two. I think he's going to really show the size difference in it. Uh, Ryan McDonald's like, I can fight in the heavyweight tournament if you need me. I don't believe he's actually that size. No. And I think Musassi, who used to fight at light heavyweight, strike force, light heavyweight champion, yeah. is going to get the job done. And I think he's going to TKO. Yeah. That, uh, <clears throat> I think obviously because Roy McDonald's moving up in weight and also the fact that Musassi has fought even heavier. And a heavyweight as well, Musassi fought in yeah, yeah, he once fought Mark Hunt. Yeah. That McDonald's is going to... Uh, it was because Musasi his his debut in Bellator wasn't that great. His when his his win at Bellator two hundred was brilliant. I think also the fact that like he's one of our mates and the uh, the the fact he gave you a shot of the belt. Yeah, I think I think it only makes logical sense that I'm gonna back Rory McDonald. Yeah, so I think that's sort of some of show. Yeah, no, 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 you're back for McDonald. I, I was listening. I was being I know sarcastic. I, was being sarcastic. I, I, I know. I know. Sorry, I know. Ross looked away. No, obviously I think uh, Gagar Musasi is gonna win. I know, I know, Barry always thinks I stopped listening to him when he's talking about No, you looked away, you looked away, you were taking a Snapchat there. No, I'm on a joke. Yeah, go on, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that sort of sums up the show. Do you have any uh, last things to say? Bar entered the proper 12 whiskey competition. Um, You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, no, like, you may as well enter the competition. It's yeah. a free bottle of whiskey, give it to your dad if you don't like it. Yeah. So guys, thanks a million for listening. If you like the show, subscribe, give us a love heart, share us on Instagram, put us up on your story. Yeah. And as always, stay energized.